everyone. Welcome to Blood, Sweat and Beards. I'm Tammy and I'm joined by Christy and we have an action-packed episode today. We're following up from last week on several different topics and can't wait for you to join in. We've got a lot of topics coming in on social and want to address those as well. So ready to kick off and I'm so excited to be here with Christy today. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Okay, so how about the update on the bubble and training? You've been there. This is a full week now. Yeah, so pretty much gone through the first phase where we had the um, at-home isolation, the three days. Um, and then this week was kind of a taper week in terms of our like training load. Like We're not running as much this week or anything. But we're doing all of our testing. So like I had my COVID testing. Um, we're getting our hearts checked, our lungs okay. checked. Hold on, hold on. Let's pause on this COVID testing. Did you okay. get the swab up your nose or, or what's the test? No, uh, we had to spit into a tube. So much less invasive. I was very happy about that. Okay. And then how quick do they turn those results around? Uh, they were like still like, it was still like a three day turnaround. Okay. Okay. So they're doing lung tests, COVID testing. What's the lung test? Uh, it's, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's basically like they're checking kind of our like lung functioning and our lung capacity. So they're, you're basically kind of blowing into like a tube kind of, and they're kind of testing, um, like the amount of, like the amount of, um, air your lungs can take in and the amount you can like expel as well so it's like your vo2 max or something right it's, you know we something like that uh i i have no idea um just i just know that they're testing kind of like the functioning of our lungs and our lung capacity well, how's um, your lung capacity uh actually you know i'm actually really proud of this so <laughs> i was really bad at the test like we had to get three good um like blows. record yeah blows i guess i don't know we had to get like three good recordings um and it took me like probably 10 tries to get three good ones because I kept messing it up. But on the ones where I did it correctly, I actually had, I actually have like, I think they called it um, phenomenal lung capacity for somebody who's my size. So that was really exciting. And I'm, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that I'm going to have to put it like either in my Instagram or like on my tombstone because I'm like really, really proud of that. (laughs) Yeah. And also, how do we measure up to that? Like, how do we determine what that is? Uh, I don't know. They spit a bunch of numbers at me, but like, I don't really know what any of them mean. I just walked away with, I have good lung capacity and that's exciting because, you know, I run run for a living. So I'll take whatever I can get at this point, you know? <laughs> Amazing. No kidding. Okay. So what about your resting heart rate? I know like super athletes have a crazy low resting heart rate. Is that something that you they measure they tracking what does that look like um i mean it, it de- depends on the person like uh you know i it, i think it's it might be something they know but it's not something that like i'm like consistently tracking or anything like i track it on my on my whoop because i like to know and that's like one of the metrics that the whoop measures but it's not something that like i'm constantly like I think my staff is monitoring. Yeah. So I've totally derailed this whole update on the training, but you've mentioned so many things like I want to pause on, like COVID testing, but whoop as well. I know you're into wearable tech. Mm -hmm. um, And this is one of the pieces that you wear every single day. So what is it? Who wears them? Who should wear them? What is it? Uh, Yeah. So the whoop is uh, my, like, it's not even new anymore, but it's my favorite 
um, like wearable tech I've ever had. Um, it's really specifically targeted towards kind of a, an, like an athletic population because of the, the amount of data that you get and how it can impact your training. Um, so I've had it for about six months now. It's something that's been really big in like the CrossFit community. Um, and it's starting to, they have a few new athletes who have signed on. Um, they have some golfers who, uh, wear them. And then they actually just announced the other day that they have some type of partnership going on with the NFLPA. and Patrick Mahomes showed that he was wearing one, which is like a really big get for whoop. Like that's really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. And so it tracks your sleep and it, it's just really functional, comfortable to wear? Yeah, so it's uh, it's just a wristband. There's no face on it, but it's uh, 24-7 um, like data monitoring. And it's not something that like with the Apple Watch, you have to charge at night or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, so it's just it just looks like a strap. The way it works is it, it calculates your sleep which then, and it tracks all these things about your sleep, like your respiratory rate, your heart rate, all those types of things, um, and like your heart rate variability. And then it, it kind of takes that and tells you like how recovered you are for the day. So it kind of helps you figure out on what days you can push your body more and on which days should be kind of more of a recovery day. So oh, that's it, awesome. Yeah. So it's for like... Um, for like an average human, I don't know that it's really worth it because you can get a lot of the um, like information on your workouts and stuff from an Apple Watch. And Apple Watch is, you know, for like a general population is a lot more functional because you can do so many other things with it. But for, for the like, average person like me, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I use it. Yeah, I use an Apple Watch. Yeah, which like is, I, I mean, it, it monitors your heart rate, it monitors your workouts and all that kind of stuff, like your steps, all that kind of stuff really well. But right. the thing about the Whoop, especially for me, like as a rugby player, like uh, we're, we're playing full contact. And so the Whoop not having like a, a screen on it is really exciting mm-hmm. for me because I'm not worried about breaking it. Like yeah, I've had totally. teammates who have been wearing an Apple watch and like somebody stepped on it and it shattered the screen. Oh God. I can just imagine. No, look for me, it does what it needs. I'm, but, but one thing that is not really functional is how it cannot go longer than one day without charging it. Absolutely no chance. And so if I forget to charge it at night or something goes wrong and then I wake up in the morning and then I absolutely cannot get my day started, but I, it, I don't know if I run it or that runs me, but I absolutely love for that calendar. Like I get, I turn off all notifications except my calendar and text messages and phone calls, Mm -hmm. but it is phenomenal just for keeping track of calendars and notifications on meetings and whatnot. But beyond that, it tracks my steps. I record a workout now and then I I get a little badge, hooray, you completed Mm -hmm. a workout. But beyond that, I don't, I can't say that it's life changing. That's for sure. Right. Which I don't know. I mean, I like swear by my whoop, like historically, especially for me, like I'm somebody who kind of struggles with sleep. Um, It's never been a strong suit of mine. You know, I have that perfect combination of I have trouble falling asleep and also I have trouble staying asleep. So that was one of the first things that really appealed to me about it was the sleep tracking. And it's not just you know, like telling you how well you slept, but it's like the information that I've learned over, you know, time is that, you know, if I'm like, if I want to get eight hours of sleep, I'm going to need to be in bed for like nine and a half. And like, that's really valuable information for me to know, to be able to prioritize sleep and recovery. And that's not something I get from kind of other wearable tech, which was really important to me. 
That's really interesting. No, that's super helpful. Okay, so now that I've sidetracked this conversation to COVID and wearable tech, mm-hmm. um, training, how, what other tests have you gone through and how, how's it going? Uh, yeah, so basically this week, as I said, we're kind of in like a recovery week. So on Monday, we start training in these small like pod groups. So I'll be in a group of six people and we're starting in-person training. So this week is kind of um, like our taper week because like we'll have like fitness testing on Monday and like we'll really kind of start ramping up in like training training. So this week is kind of like our in-between so we can get all of our testing done so that then we're all like primed and ready to go on Monday pretty much. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So you must be seriously looking forward to that. You've been locked down, itching to get back on the pitch with, with your teammates and have a good time. Oh, yeah. So like, I can't say I'm really excited about the fitness test that I'm going to have to run. But um, the rest of it is really exciting. And like the opportunity to get to like play with people again and like to train again and like be back on our field training is just yeah. It's like, it's very exciting. I'm so sick of training by myself. So, (laughs) Um, all about team sport. So, do you have any idea what the fitness test is on Monday? Or, like, because for me, an unknown fear is far better than a known fear. So, if I know I'm stepping in to run suicides and there's, you know, I've got to make a time cutoff, I'm freaking out. Do you know what's ahead of you? Uh, yeah, so it's a really, it's a kind of classic rugby test. It's called the Bronco, which I don't know if you've heard that thrown around with the Free Jacks. No. Okay, so. I mean, Felicenia, what is the Bronco and should we chat, should we put our listeners and myself to this test? I, it's, it's, it's very hard. <laughs> um, it's, you're like, it's, you're going to fail. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's very hard. Um, so basically a Bronco is, so um, it's a 20 meter, 40 meter, 60 meter shuttle pretty much. So you're starting, you're starting on the try line. You're going 20 meters back, 40 meters back, 60 meters back. And you do that five times continuously. Whoa. So you, um, yeah, so you end up running a lot. Jeez, that's insane. So do you have to make it in a certain time or? Uh, so, yeah, so you're supposed to make it in about uh, somewhere around five minutes is like the goal. So like each one of those reps being around or under a minute, like five minutes is like peak goal. Um, I would say probably most people on our team run it between that five and six minute mark. But um, ideally, it's under five minutes. Whoa. So, so help us, like, it's hard for me to fathom, like, five minutes running that. How tough is, like, how are you feeling? Is this nonstop? Obviously, it's nonstop, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's nonstop. So you're going, like, continuously. Um, and it's uh, it's very hard. It's one of the harder fitness tests because, you know, it, you're you're hard running it the whole time. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gotten to like a point of running where you can kind of taste like uh, like iron in your mouth. Like you can almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you feel like that. And like, I mean, I was going to go and throw up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, similar, but it's like it's like your lungs are kind of screaming by the end of it. Like you're really tired. But it's it's as much like it is a very hard physical test, but it's also very much a mental test. It's like, how far can you push yourself? Are you going to win your moments at every like stage of the test it's you know I hate fitness testing I get so much anxiety around it but like I understand why it's really good and why like it's a good you know mental and physical thing to go through but I am not excited to have to do it 
Oh, man. Okay, so we're going to have to report back on this. Can you take some, can you take a video of this? No. Or, or sh- and you can absolutely can't. No. <laughs> uh, no, but don't worry, everyone. I'll be able to report back on uh, how it went and how I felt during it. Um, and, and how do you train for this? Like, do you just, do you run that? Do you do that test by yourself beforehand or? We do like broken versions throughout the summer. So it's called a broken Bronco. So basically you do one rep of that 20, 40, 60, and then you'd get like a minute rest and then you do another one. So we kind of do it broken like that, but we don't train the full test um, often, no. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm really keen to hear how this goes. I know you're going to crush it. I absolutely cannot do that. I know I would not be able to manage that. So that's really awesome and really keen to hear how that goes. Um, Is there some sort of record out there? Does anyone hold a record or... I mean, when you ask the rugby community, everyone knows, and I'm actually going to tweet this out and ask um, who can do this Bronco, what their time is, and if they think I can do it. The poll's going to be a strong no. But. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you can finish it. I just don't know how great your time will be. I think that's kind of – that's like kind of the marker of like the fitness is like how fast are you running it? Like I th- I'm pretty sure that there's people out there who run like – it like in a little bit over four minutes which is really crazy when you think about it so what is the total mileage then or meters uh so it's total 1200 meters wow that's so crazy each, yeah so each rep is 240 so yeah total is 1200 yeah okay so we'll be rooting for you you're gonna Thank crush you. it needs to report back i'm not excited about it but we'll i'm ready for it i think <laughs> Awesome. How else how else are you settling in? You're in San Diego. Um, saw you went hiking this weekend and you have a neighborhood cat. Is it yours? Did you get a cat? Are you fostering a cat or are you just feeding a stray cat? Uh none of the above. It is not my cat. I have not fed it, but it's like a neighbor it's like a friendly neighborhood cat. Um I do not know her name. I really do not know where she lives. I don't really know anything about her. Um, I have named her Ivy, um, personally. You named the cat Ivy? But it yeah. has a name, right? It, it lives somewhere and it has a name. Yes, it's definitely not a stray. Like, it's way too clean of a cat to be a stray. Um, but, no, I have named it because I don't know her real name. But, like, I like I, don't, I didn't want to just call her cat. So she has, like, these really bright green eyes. So I've named her Ivy. Um, and, yeah, I'm hanging out with her every chance I get which is, uh, it's really nice. So like, I love pets. I'm a huge pet person. And so just like, you know, that comfort of getting to pet an animal is just very nice. Um, so I've been enjoying that for sure. That's awesome. That's, it's, it's fun to have that little companion and it's, it's so cute that it pops up in your Instagram story every now and then. Yeah. I mean, so like I, I have a cat back in Boston, um, that uh, I had when I was living in the city that then when I moved to San Diego, um, I couldn't bring with me because I'm like, well, we travel too much. It's like kind of a big hassle. So uh, my mom is very lovingly taking care of my cat, Ollie. Um, So I definitely miss having a cat around. So it's been like nice to have one in the neighborhood and also just like, you know, I met the cat like the second I moved in and I was like, okay, like this is a good omen. Like there's a pet here for me to pet, which is always good. Oh, that's awesome to foster. Um, Are you a cat or a dog person? Or do you just love animals? I'm really just a pet person. Like I grew up with cats, but I love dogs. So like I will, like if I'm walking on the street, I will stop and say hi to a dog. And I will also stop and say hi to a cat if I see a cute cat. So like I'm just very much so a pet person. 
Yeah, I love pets. Um, everything, dogs, cats, everything except snakes and birds. Oh, God, just, I hate snakes. Absolutely no way. I mean, the people that keep these caged snakes, there's no way. I think I'm still traumatized from my childhood. I had a childhood friend whose brother kept snakes, like exotic snakes. And I went over to their house one day as a kid and we were swimming. And the brother, who was an absolute terror, Dennis the Man, let these snakes mm-hmm. into the pool to go swimming with us. Like, just... Nope, 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 nope. I have never been so traumatized. And that was, what, like 30 years ago? Um, (laughs) And I can't handle it. But other than that, I'm I'm good with, with, with dogs of all shapes and sizes and cats too. That's good. Yeah, no, snakes are um – like when people ask you like what is your like biggest fear i say snakes like i, oh, I hate them too. they freak me out like they give me like that creepy crawly feeling mm-hmm. like i just i just like hate them so much <laughs> and oh, same. the way that they move and it's just oh god yeah oh, no, uh, no, no, no i can't no, even no, look snakes. at them on the tv like i can't even watch them on tv yeah no i no <laughs> i do not like snakes i do not deal with snakes at all <laughs> absolutely not um you went hiking do you know there's yeah. snakes on these hikes uh yeah but if uh, either i go hiking with people who will not point them out to me or will just or i just like pretend that they kind of don't really exist because i just cannot deal with snakes at all <laughs> so do you like walking do you like hiking all right so I love the concept of hiking. Like, I like getting outside. I think it's a really cool, like, way to explore um, the area. And I love it as an activity. But I'm also somebody who, like, very much so gets, like, done walking. You know what I mean? Like, done walking. (laughs) So, you know, like, you're walking out and you're going to have to track all the way back on the same path. And you're going to just keep going on that same path. Yeah, it's just like it's just like one of those things where I'm like I I just think it's because I always like ex- I always think of hiking and I'm like, "Oh, like it's just walking." But like it's really not just walking. Like you're also walking uphill. And I think it just is always harder than I think I want it to be and then I feel like it is. Like as I said earlier, like I consider myself like decently athletic, but like hiking always gets me more than I expected to. Yeah, I like hiking and I like the concept of it and thinking in my mind, oh, I'm going to pack a little backpack and some snacks and some drinks and then I'm going to see a waterfall and enjoy nature. But I am completely anxious the entire walk, wondering if I'm going to step on a snake, wondering if bugs are going to jump out, which I don't mind bugs so much, but snakes, I'm terrified. I'm going to stumble across the snake. I'm going to fall. I'm going to slip. I mean, it's not an enjoyable solo adventure. I'll say that much. And then I don't want to look like a complete wuss when I'm with a bunch of people. So it's kind of like a rock in a hard place. Like where do you really land? So it's not, not quite my scene either, but I don't mind walking as long as I'm, if, if I'm exploring and I'm distracted by it, like walking through a new city or um, touristy destinations, I'm, I'm totally fine with that because I'm distracted by it. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm going to stand on a snake or I'm going to fall. I'm not going to be you know, I don't have the whole get up either. I don't have khaki yeah, shorts and the whole hiking yeah. shoes. And I'm, you know, the Nikes just don't have much traction. So I definitely I don't, don't have like the whole get up, but it's definitely something I've been trying to do more like hiking as an activity, especially now, because it's like one of the few things you can kind of do outside and be like socially distanced and safe. So like, I'm really trying to get into it, but like, 
it's just always harder than I expect it to be. I always enjoy it, but it's always harder. And it, it always like gets to me more than I plan on. And I think uh, that's why I get like, I just kind of get like over walking after about like two and a half miles. So I'm like, all right, like, are we almost there to wherever our destination is? Are we almost to the top? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how that's my interaction with hiking. <laughs> totally. Um, so talking about outdoor activities, I got a bike this weekend for the first time in my adult life. I have not bought myself a bike as an adult. And it was, and I just realized that, but I, I've always like either borrowed a city bike or rented a city bike or a friend's bike. And it is, I feel like a kid again. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I do not have a bike out here, but uh, my roommate does and I've wanted one because it's just such a fun way to like get to explore, I think. Yeah, it was so much fun just being cruising around the city, um, popping over here and there. And it's just been really nice to do something other than walking or um, playing the very little tennis I have been playing. Um, but it was just been so much fun. So that, that was that was my adventure this weekend. Got out a couple times and just rode and rode and rode and rode. So it was super fun. No tricks, can't jump off any curbs or anything fun like that. But uh, definitely a highlight right now. Yeah. Okay, so now when you're like going on like these long rides, like do you bring a lot of snacks? So I don't, but I mean that I I bring a water bottle and that's about it. Why? So so you don't get like hangry when you're out like doing these activities? No, so I actually don't get hangry at all. Like I get hungry, but I don't get hangry. If I'm sleepy and tired, I'm the equivalent of what you would be hangry. All right, you, well, so you get hangry? I'm a huge hangry person. Oh, like it is huge. something I'm like known for. What? Yeah. So yeah. So okay. So the, so there's this tweet this week, um, and the tweet was basically like it says, "If I say I could eat, we've got about 32 minutes tops before I'm flat out a different person." That's amazing. So, okay. So what are your stages of hangry? You get a little bit hungry and then you go straight up hangry. And then what happens? It's just like, I mean, so first of all, like the number of people that sent this to me and was like, oh my God, this is you. No. Wild. Yes. Like I got it sent to me multiple times by multiple friends from like different phases of my life. It has just always been a thing about me that like I am known for like getting hangry because it's, it's like a very stark change for me. Like I, I'm a little, I'm a little hangry monster. I think when it, when it. No is. way, that's amazing. Yeah. So you carry snacks with you? So I try to. Like I'm definitely somebody that you have to feed kind of every three, three to four hours. Um, but I think people around me sometimes notice it before I do. Like so, this tweet says like you've got 32 minutes. For me, it's like a really like a zero to a hundred type switch. Like I'll oh. be like fine, 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 and then all of a sudden like I'll start to get really grumpy and I get more argumentative. And like nine oh. times, like the majority of the time, I think of myself as like a pretty nice person and like agreeable. But like when I'm hangry, like I am hangry. Like I am upset until I get food in my system. Oh no! Okay, so just straight up grumpy. Don't talk to anyone. That's it. So what do you? I, do, if do, I do talk, I'm gonna argue. Oh what? man! Sorry. Okay. So like waiting in lines. That's just not gonna happen for food. I mean, you not not if I'm hungry. not if I've already hit hunger. No. 
<laughs> so amazing. like so like here so like here's an example so i was in denver visiting some of my friends um and i was going hiking with one of my friends and we knew it was going to be like kind of a day hike um so like we brought snacks and we brought food um but like she brought snacks to make sure that i didn't get hangry like she wasn't that worried about herself she was more worried about making sure that like in the five hours we were going to be out there, I wasn't going to hit like danger hanger zone. That's amazing. You've, you've got some great friends, by the way. They're awesome. They listen to us every week and they bring you yes, snacks. I like I need some friends yeah. like that. Like I'm about well, they, to raise my hand and like ask them to be my friend too. Yeah, no, I have incredible friends and just like them knowing like that about me. They're like, Hey, like, why don't you like eat something? Why don't you have some trail mix? I feel like it just saves them a little bit because I become such like a little angry mon, a little hangry monster, hangry monster, hangry monster, because I'm, I just, I do not do well when I'm hungry. Like I, it's, but also I will say like, so I put this poll on my Instagram, um, about, people being hangry and 88% of people said that they also get hangry. So it's a common thing. Crazy. Yeah. I think that's a common thing. It's the same with like making your bed or not making your bed, which going back to the polls, which I think that's really impressive. I know a lot of people that do get hangry. um, And I'm that annoying person that doesn't get hangry, but it's like still peppy around everyone that's hangry. Um, So I make it probably way worse. Um, yeah, I think if I was hangry and you were peppy, I'd be like, I'd get like really grumpy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. Um, with with snacks and your overall like nutrition and diet, what are you eating during training? Like, give us a an overall breakfast, lunch, maybe dinner, second dinner. Because I know I'm on my second dinner and I'm not training like an Olympian. So I'm. But we can get to that later. Yeah, so I'm more of a second breakfast in a breakfast type person as opposed to second dinner because breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Um, yeah, but so, I mean, I'm kind of boring in the way I eat, honestly, because it's pretty consistent. Um, but yeah, to fight off the hanger, uh, normally like I'll have eggs and some spinach and some like toast or something for breakfast. Um, and then a few hours later, like whether we have training or something in that gap, I'll have like yogurt or like a bar or like granola like something like that um which i consider second breakfast uh and then probably training again and then you know honestly like lunch and dinner are pr- pretty similar like especially when i'm cooking for myself i usually meal prep so it's yeah. some form of chicken with a vegetable with like some type of carb um it's really it, it's really like pretty boring so like this week i'm eating uh like teriyaki stir fry kind of so i have uh like teriyaki chicken then with uh like broccoli peppers onions um and then like brown rice and so that's what i'm eating for like lunch and dinner so like it's it's not the most exciting um sometimes when i'm really like when i had a really hard day or like i am hungry after dinner i'll make some of those uh kodiak cake pancakes which is like my one of my favorite um things to do Ooh, okay. But like on a normal day, like my eating is kind of pretty boring and kind of pretty similar day yeah. to day just because it's just e- it's easier for me to just kind of eat the same thing every day to make sure like I'm getting everything that I need. Yeah, totally. And then do you order in much like on the weekends or? 
Is that not I really try, a thing? So I try not to, but um, I'm definitely somebody who like, especially after eating like kind of the same meal, like for lunch and dinner all week, um, I'll definitely mm-hmm. sometimes mix it up and order out food. Yeah. And you going straight pizza. I'm not going straight pizza. Very rarely am I going pizza. Really? Honestly, like, yeah, honestly, like my go-to order out food is uh, Greek food or like Mediterranean Ooh, food. That's like okay. my go-to. Yeah. Nice. That's delicious. Yeah. There's a great spot around the corner from, from me and I absolutely love it. They do a yeah. great Greek salad and then they do in Heroes and um, really, really good selection. But I'm a, I'm a big Chinese food takeout person. I really oh. enjoy Chinese food. Oh, and then you eat it and then you're hungry two hours later and then the next morning your hands are the, like just swollen. You're swollen, yeah. Oh, I don't, so so I don't bad. like Chinese food that much. Like I did not really grow up eating that much of it. So yeah. it's not something that I like crave, but like good Greek food, like good Greek chicken, sneaky mm-hmm. Yum. I love that. And mm. the green salad, I love that. Um, yeah. So, like, that's my go-to. Like, if I'm going to order out food, but if I'm going to, like, go out for food, I'm usually looking for, like, a really good burger or, like, a really good burrito, I'd say. Yeah. Well, you're in the right spot in California. I mean, you're in a great spot for burritos. I mean, California is just hands down. Everyone brags about their burritos. Right. So, like, yes. So, as I said earlier, like, breakfast is my favorite meal. And one of my favorite breakfasts is like a, a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel because like that's like Ooh. what is available in New England. And that's like, like – mm-hmm. I love a bagel sandwich. Like that is my favorite. But it's not really a thing here in Southern California. So um, mm. I'm going to make my roommate embark on a new quest with me to find the uh, best breakfast burrito in San Diego. So I Ooh. think that's how I'm going to start filling a lot of my weekends is testing yeah, out you should- these breakfast burritos. We should put that out and ask for suggestions and you can go rate them. Yeah, I can definitely start doing that because I'm really excited about it because like I just I love breakfast food and, you know, really want to just I want to know the best spot in San Diego or at least my yeah. favorite spot. It might not be the best, but it'll be my favorite and I'm excited. It'll be your spot. Journey. Yeah. And then yeah. you'll eventually have a plaque on the table. So breakfast for me is uh, that is one meal that I absolutely cannot cook. I I just cannot do it. I for some you reason can't do eggs. Just, no, I cannot do eggs. Like I need a proper <laughs> tutorial on how to make eggs. Like I can I thought I could do bacon. So like bacon, the key to my heart is crispy bacon and mm-hmm. an americano. I mean, straight into yeah. the middle of my heart, I'm captured done. But um if I'm if I'm trying to cook a breakfast, you're going to get crispy bacon and probably the uneven crispy cooked bacon and, and an Americana. I'm not going to mess up the coffee, that's for sure. But eggs, <laughs> no way. Part. Scramble, no, can't do it. A boiled egg, Mm-mm, can't do it. Poached egg, can't do it. Absolutely not. Like There's just <laughs> no chance. Eggs are like a pretty basic thing to be able to cook. Like, can you cook <laughs> other things? Yes, I can cook other things, but just but not eggs. Breakfast, no, breakfast for me is a wash. Cannot do it. Absolutely not. Because then if I decide, oh, I'm going to do bacon and eggs, well, when do I start the bacon? When do I start the eggs? I, if, I will take any and all tips for breakfast. Cannot do it. I can, you know, obviously toast a bagel. And I love English muffins. And did you know you're supposed to, this is ridiculous, but did you know you're supposed to open an English muffin with a fork? No, I did not know that. Oh, okay, good. You see, I just learned this a few months ago that you're supposed to cut open or break open an English muffin with a fork so it gets all airy. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. I had no idea. No, I didn't um, know it either. But so, okay, yeah. so if you can't cook breakfast, then what? No, what, I can't you're cook English muff- muffins every day. Like that's yeah, no, no, no. I usually don't. This is terrible, but I don't eat breakfast. Or it's the most important like, meal of the day. Oh what do you mean God, you don't I'm, eat breakfast? Okay, so what I'll do is I'll walk to the fridge because I told you last week my my guilty snack is I take a a, a jar of unsalted crunchy peanut butter. I've poured the oil off the top and I'll grab a fork and I'll, in the morning, I'll open the fridge, take a fork in the peanut butter and take a big bite of it. And and that and then that holds me over and I'll have my coffee and there I am ready to no. go. No. Yeah. No, no. It, it, it's terrible. It's, it's It goes against the grain of everything else. So uh, against, against the grain of literally every nutrition advice ever, I think. Oh my god! I know, I know, I really know. But I, I just, I, you, I'm useless at breakfast, really and oh. truly. I always have been. Yeah, no, breakfast is my favorite meal, so I like really love it. Um, I and I know how to cook eggs, so I really kind of go in on <laughs> breakfast for sure. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot this week. I'm gonna try and cook eggs, and I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous to everyone listening that I just cannot make breakfast. Um, and that's not ridiculous to say like cereal or anything like that, but or or toast with avo on it. But a proper hot breakfast, like an English breakfast, no chance, not happening. Yeah, I think you definitely have to work on that. Like, can you make pancakes? Like, where, where do we fall on pancakes? Uh, it's questionable. Um, <laughs> I can follow. <laughs> I can follow a recipe, um, and then they either turn out too thick. So, so here's the thing: I'm just calling this a cultural thing because in South Africa. Our pancakes are thin, so they're like crepes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first time I had fluffy American pancakes was when I was in America. So I've eaten them. I haven't really prepared them. I've, I've attempted to prepare them, but either they're a little bit spongy. I just like to flip them, um, which doesn't always go according to plan. Um, but I, I'm not. I'm not great at it. And then waffles, for example, waffles in South Africa are a like a dessert, they're a treat, right? So I remember coming to the US uh, to play tennis in college and went into the cafeteria the first weekend and here they have waffle machines and you can just make mm-hmm. your own waffles. I'm completely blown away. Like, what is this? Um, and realized that you eat waffles for breakfast. For us, you eat waffles after a meal or as a treat. And you would go and you would have um, dollops of ice cream on your wa- Oh, on your I've done that before. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. That's what I know. And you have these little crumbles of peppermint crisp and chocolate and nuts and everything. Mm. And you really go to town on your waffle. But here, it's like waffle for breakfast. Never seen it. Now, obviously, it's, it's normal to me. And that's what I, what I know here. But don't have a waffle maker. I don't even own a toaster. Oh, my so gosh. So if I'm going to toast something, it's going in the oven. Like, Yeah. So, seriously. In the oven, like not even in a toaster oven, just in the, the straight up oven. Yeah, yeah, but with the broiler on, right? Oh, my gosh. A 35-year-old woman cannot keep it straight and cook breakfast. So, <laughs> that's like, your warning, folks. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I love, like, I, as I said, I love breakfast, but I also love pancakes. And, like, as I said, like, sometimes I'll eat them, like, as second dinner, like the Kodiak cakes or, like, protein pancakes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel a little bit less guilty about them because they have so much well, do you put them? syrup in them do you put syrup on them uh peanut butter usually oh <gasps> oh okay yeah. 
so uh yeah but so uh, but sometimes like when like on the weekends like i'll make i'll make them for breakfast and then if i'm eating them for breakfast i'll put syrup on them but if i'm eating them like post dinner i'll just put peanut butter on them if we were not in COVID times and we were both in boston we would need a tutorial right now in a cooking show yeah i mean i can't say i'm the best cook definitely not that but like i've gotten I spent a lot of time this summer, like I bought a pancake pan, like one of those flat pans. And I spent a lot of time Ooh. trying to kind of perfect my pancake cooking. So can you flip a pancake? I've never actually tried how to, like flipping it with the, just the pan. No, I've never actually tried. I'm a little afraid to try, I think, because I don't want to ruin the pancake because I still want to eat it. So I would rather just make sure that I'm like, it, it's like nice enough to eat. <laughs> I don't really like thing. waste food. <laughs> so speaking of cooking, have you seen the test where you're supposed to check if pasta is al dente um, spaghetti and throw it against the wall? And if it sticks, then it's ready. I think I've seen like uh, it on the internet, but I've never tried it. No. Yeah. So this is my this is my thing. I do this all the time, and I throw it against the wall, and it's it's really not really well received usually. But um, that's typically how I check to see if the pasta is ready. And I've I've done that my entire life. I think I saw it on the internet, or I saw it on TV, or some movie. Probably go back and think what movies in the nineties I watched to get that idea, and I've done it ever since i want to know if people actually do that or if i'm just the only one that was this wannabe watching it on tv and still do it yeah i really don't know i mean i don't cook pasta that often so i'm definitely not the person to ask but um i bet people do it if it was on the internet that means a bunch of people had to have done it you know yeah that reminds me it's like when there's a caution um on a on packaging or something the only reason i could that caution exists is because someone tried it already right exactly absolutely 100 percent. so facebook birthday reminders um yes yeah we had spoken a little bit about this but what do you do you use facebook i do use facebook uh is that for family friends or is it just like i mean a little what are you doing on facebook family like i i would say like I, I don't keep up with most people via Facebook except for like people in my family. And I'd say like every time I post like an Instagram, I share it to Facebook. So like that, like my family and like my aunts and uncles and like all like people will see it as opposed to like they're not all going to follow me on Instagram or have an Instagram. So I'd say Facebook is definitely like, you know, it's, I don't really use it as a form of social media. It's just more like connecting with like my family or like apparently birthday reminders of random people that I don't even remember being friends with. (laughs) So do you post a Facebook birthday message on Facebook or do you send them a text? Uh, It depends on the person and like how close I am with them. The thing about Facebook birthday reminders and the thing that's been bothering me lately and why I brought this up as a topic and why I asked you about it, um, which you don't really use Facebook, so you don't deal with this, right? Yeah, I I don't like Facebook at all. Absolutely not. I don't touch it. I have it because obviously in marketing, you need to be running different campaigns and be Mm -hmm. able to access team accounts. Um, But I don't post. I haven't posted in almost two years on Facebook and I don't typically scroll through it. But I do check Facebook reminder birthday reminders yeah well so the thing about birthday reminders that's been bothering me lately is i feel like you know i get a birthday like notification that says oh like it's so and so and five other people's birthday today but they've been like hiding the lead pretty much so it's like they'll remind me of like some random person i went to high school with like they'll be like oh it's x's 
it's this person's birthday. But then in the five other people are somebody that I actually care about making sure I wish them a happy birthday. And I'm like trying to understand why Facebook can't figure out like the people that I am actually most in touch with. Oh, so you're saying that the algorithm just shows one random person and then hides the five other people that could be one of the people that you're pretty close with and you just can't miss. Yes. Uh, Why can't they figure that out? Why can't they figure that out? And then it's like, so I'm getting a Facebook reminder for somebody that like, you know, I don't really speak to or really care about that much. So then like, it's like a thing that people like when they get notifications of people's birthdays, like they unfriend them because they're like, oh, I don't really care that it's your birthday. I haven't really followed up with you in years. Why are we even friends on Facebook? What's the point? Like I have become, I've started to use it as like a tool to be like, oh, like I don't even really remember who you are. So I'm going to unfriend you on your birthday. Unfriend people? What? You unfriend people on Facebook? Yeah. Do you keep, okay, so your Facebook friends, someone that, everyone that you have their cell phone number example. No, I would say I definitely have Facebook friends whose people who I don't have their cell phone number. So so just if you haven't spoken to them in a while or they were like high school friend or whatever, but they just irrelevant. Right. Or like, you know, I have a bunch of Facebook friends because Facebook became really big, like right as I was like in middle school going into high school. So it was like, and it was like really kind of the only social media at that time. So it was like you friended everyone. So I have like random people that I played on a soccer team with at this one tournament who I'm Facebook friends with and like like their photos will come up and it'll be like, I don't even know who in this photo I'm friends with. So that's when I'm like, oh, unfriend. <laughs> that's amazing. There's a meme floating around and I need to find it because it says, do you ever just Facebook friend someone you met on vacation and now 10 years later you've been following their lives through Facebook? Yeah, I definitely have some of that too. Like there's some people I won't un- unfriend because it's just like too entertaining to watch like their life progress. Yeah. But then there's also definitely people who I'm like, I have no interest in talking to you and I don't really know who you are. So like why, like I don't want you coming up on my Facebook. So then I'll unfriend them. That's amazing. But yeah, I feel like I- Facebook birthday is like the biggest reason why I unfriend people. Cause it's like, oh, here's a birthday reminder. And then you're like, wow, I really don't care about that person. So why am I friends with them? You know, it's like almost mm. like a reminder to unfriend people. And remind, and then you unfriend them on their birthday. Yeah. Do they get a notification? No. No. Okay. Maybe I should do that. You know what? That's a great idea, actually. I think I might just use that to unfriend people. Yeah, I don't well, use it, but no one, no one's missed me on Facebook. No. But I mean, also, the thing is, like, you are. You're hiding the person whose birthday I care about. So I have to open the notification to make sure I'm not, like, forgetting anyone I actually want to make sure I wish happy birthday to. So then I'm like, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm opening this notification. So I'm seeing all the people that I don't care about. So I'm like, unfriend, unfriend, unfriend. And then make sure I wish a happy birthday to the person I care about. You know what I mean? That's amazing. <laughs> well, I might give it a shot. You never know. Just go out there and unfriend some folks on Facebook. It's like, you know, it's like decluttering. I mean, I don't know. It's like closing tabs on your computer, which I know you don't do. <laughs> I have so many tabs on my computer. I knew you were going to say that because yes. I have so many. And you, I don't even know. You know when you have Google spreadsheets and you just have that little icon? Mm-hmm. And I have about 12 lined up right now. And I have no idea which one I actually need. I'm touching my computer. It is so bloody hot right now and it's because i have all these tabs open you're overworking your computer and how often are you actually looking at each of those tabs like why can't you just bookmark them and open them when you need them as opposed to keeping them open 
I, I might need them. You just never know. Yeah, I don't well, you know. Just yeah. Bookmark them and close them, and then you know how to get to it again. Yes, but for me, it's a reminder I need to go back there. So, for example, I have this mm. NHL um, okay. Fabicon. And I know it's there. And I'm like, oh, every time I look at the other tabs, I'm like, oh, I need to remind myself I need to go back to this NHL bracket. But 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 there's some things on here that I keep up because it's a reminder. But it's when all these tabs get so tiny that I have no idea what they are. So I have to click on all six spreadsheets to know which one it is and what I need. Do you also keep it all in like one window? Like you just have oh, a yes. with like a hundred tabs instead of no, 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 no. I have two windows with a hundred tabs. Oh, so oh. very specific two windows and many, many tabs on each of these windows. So different. So, and it goes in a specific order. So I'm, I am quite organized with this. I've got to have my email account first on, this is mm-hmm. all in Chrome. So I have my email, right. then I have the calendar specifically for that yep. email account. And yep. then I have the next most important important item okay but then i can't have two spreadsheets next to each other because that's too confusing so i've got to separate it by a a document or a calendar right um but then if there's two say for example canva which is a a photo editing template whatever you want to call it they need to be together and then on the far right hand side is usually twitter and instagram or or sort of social accounts more on the right hand side so you have it organized, but like it's organized, yeah, it's totally organized. So like, I know where everything time, is. I'm the only time in my life that I've had that many tabs open was like when I was in college and I was writing like a research paper and I had to like switch between tabs all the time. And then it was always like the most satisfying thing, like when you submit a paper, and then you get to exit out of all those tabs. But, like, oh no, that's nowadays, like straight anxiety for me exiting oh, out of all of those tabs. Know. That's like straight anxiety. Can't do it. Well, like when you're writing up, when you're writing like a research paper, the second you hand it in, you don't really need any of that anymore. And like you've referenced it. So if you really need to find it, you'll be able to find it. So like you just get rid of it. But like nowadays I have like, I have two windows. I have one window that's kind of like my rugby window, which uh, has like my email account and like the three documents that I have open that like have to do with like rugby work. And then my other one is like my whatever else like I'm doing on that given day. But like, I do everything I can to close tabs because it stresses me out to have that many open. Like that is overdrive. It's like clut- like it's like clutter. It's like it's like the reason why I need to make my bed all over again. It's just like mm. too much going on. I, I hear you. And then also what the worst is when Google signs you out of every possible account, then you got to go in and click on every single tab and re-sign in. That for me is a complete you know, turnaround of the day. It is that awful. is Google telling you to close your tabs. Because <laughs> I've never had, I don't think I've ever had that happen to me. Oh, it's the worst. Google signs you out of everything and you got to click on it and make sure you sign in with the right account. How about college football taking um, the season? So uh, the Big Ten canceled this week. What about SEC football? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Do you, what are the odds that the SEC plays? I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't know. I just, when other, when other like leagues are like folding like that, then I just feel like not folding, but like postponing is the correct word. If anything bad happens, they're going to be like super ridiculed for not doing the same thing. 
Yeah, I agree. I think the SEC is holding on as long as they can, but they're going to have to absolutely shut it down across the board. They just can't have that over their heads if something goes wrong or, you know, heaven forbid something happens to a player, but it's just it's just not safe. Um, so, so what does that mean for NFL? I think the NFL will play. I think there's too much money in it for them not to play. Yeah. Uh, and it's also different. Like they're not college kids. They are professional athletes. Like they un like they are getting paid for kind of the risk, you know? So I think it's a totally different like ball game. So I think the NFL will play. Yeah, totally. So I'm I'm looking forward to NFL for sure. But right now I am heads down in NHL. I spoke about last week. I am in it to win it now. I created a bracket i created a league so now we have a blood sweat and beard league for an nhl bracket so if you have signed up and created a bracket we will figure out something about uh let's see prizes cases of beer merch we will go all in on this because i'm now i am all in on this Okay, so that means I have to kind of get my stuff together and yeah, get a bracket totally. up there. Yeah, yeah, you need a bracket up there. We got we got people okay. with brackets in here. So join right. in the fun. We'll make sure you get some beer for every every round you win. We will send out a case of beer to whoever makes it through. And then we'll figure out whoever, like if they have a perfect bracket, well, I mean, that's just impossible. The, 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 the odds are really tough, what I'm learning. I guess we're yeah. gonna see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's my week ahead. Watching a lot of NHL. Gonna be riding my bike. I'm gonna be training for a Bronco, um, <laughs> mini Bronco. I need a little bit more than a week to train for that. Oh, not gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna practice a baby Bronco. I'm gonna do a baby Bronco. It might be to and from the the fridge. Um, oh, nice. From the couch. Yeah. But I'm gonna work on a baby Bronco. And um, you know, work on some of my tabs, my tab situation. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just going to um, keep uh, mentally and kind of physically try and prepare for uh, what training next week will bring me. Uh, and through it all, try not to get too hangry so people don't get too upset with me. Yeah, awesome. I want an, an update on this training, the Bronco, the work. So I'm super excited about this and looking forward to uh, some updates from this bubble you're in next week. Yeah, we'll catch up next week. Awesome. Thanks everyone so much for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you next week. This is Blood, Sweat and Beards. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and subscribe. You can catch Blood, Sweat and Beards everywhere you listen to podcasts. Go ahead, give us a like, download, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Thanks everyone.